Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Doohan, and joining me this segment is Levi Ware, the executive director and co-founder of the Melodic Caring Project. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Today, we'll find out about Melodic Caring. Levi, one, first of all, thank you for taking some time this morning to have a conversation with me about the work that you're doing. Doug, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it, and I'm uh, thrilled to be here. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's just dive right in. Tell me about Melodic Caring why did you start this? What was what was missing in the world that you felt that you needed to remedy and started melodic caring over? Oh man, I Doug, I so wish that it was that intentional and that you know we were looking at how can we better the world through <laughs> a specific action and then took that action and then could say look what we've accomplished, you know, but Man, the, you know, the reality was there was not a lot of intention that went into creating the Melodic Caring Project. Well, I won't say that. There was not a lot of intention that went into discovering the Melodic Caring Project. And then once we discovered the capability of what this organization or what this mission could be, then there was a whole lot of intention put into building it out so that it could uh, accomplish the mission that we had set before us, right? But but Melodic started as um, a really simple outreach to a local girl up here in uh, Mount Vernon, Washington, who was diagnosed with leukemia. And she was an 11 year old girl named Katie, who was, uh, you know, was from a small school in a small community. And uh, we happened to be in the same community. And so this diagnosis was a really heavy and shocking diagnosis that rattled all of her classmates and, and the whole school. And I got involved because her teacher, uh, a fellow by the name of Ryan Barcy reached out to me uh, after Katie's diagnosis came in because he just wanted to come up with a way to support her. She was going through this, you know, in and in a way to kind of help her know that she was not alone. And so um, he reached out to me, I think, you know, with with the intention that I would say, man, let's have a concert for her, though. He didn't say that up front. <laughs> and so he called and just said, Levi, I've got this student uh, named Katie who was just diagnosed with leukemia. This is a this is really heavy. I'm just looking for something we can do and um, being a musician and knowing intrinsically the power of music. That's kind of always my go-to, you know, so man, let's have a concert. Let's let her know that she's not alone and that her community is going to support her as she goes through this. You know, it's a way that we can gather the school and all of her, her peers and her classmates and all that sort of thing. And so we put this concert together and the idea of course, was that Katie would know that she's not alone as she goes down this really difficult road but the day of the concert, we had 300 people gathered at the Lincoln Theater up here in Mount Vernon, Washington. And uh, we, you know, the whole intent was to just surround Katie and community. And it turned out that that day she was quarantined in the hospital, getting ready to go through a bone marrow transplant. Yeah. And rather than be in that community, she was completely alone and in isolation in a hospital room. And it totally defeated the whole purpose of what we were trying to put together. And it was... Uh, Man, it was it felt defeating to us as well, you know, but um, we had a, a computer with a camera on it and there was a coffee shop with an open Wi-Fi network. And we thought, man, let's we'll stream the show to Katie in the hospital room. You know, this is a really kind of a poor solution for the problem that we're facing right now, but it's the best we can do in the moment. And so we put the stream together and we sent her the link and just put the put the. Uh, computer on the edge of stage. And then while I played the show, I just get down in front of the computer and point at the camera and go, Katie, you're supposed to be here, right? This entire audience is here for you. We want you to know you're not alone and uh, that, you know, that we're supporting you as you go through this. And then would turn the 
computer around and everybody in the audience waved at Katie. And like I say, really didn't think it would be an emotional connection for her, but we called her in the hospital room afterwards and Katie was bawling and her mom was bawling. And it was a connection that was much more powerful than we had given it credit for. So uh, when we realized the capability of this thing that we had stumbled upon, then uh, Stephanie, my wife and I, threw ourselves at it thinking, this is incredible. Somebody has to be doing this, right? This is, this is too easy and too powerful for somebody not to be doing this. And this was 2010. So it was quite a while ago. It was before streaming was really accepted. And it turned out that nobody was doing it. And so we started, uh, started putting more time and effort into it. And here we are 13 years later and we've supported almost 38,000 kids around the world. Yeah, I was just about to say, if Katie was number one, now the impact by the numbers, you I'm looking at them, uh, 37,256, according to the latest count on your website, patients and family members impacted since you started with that very first concert. concert. Can you, like, back at the very beginning versus now, could, like, can you even describe what it was like to watch it grow into something that has been this impactful? Man, it has been, well, okay, so... It has been one of the most difficult endeavors of our life, right? So it, it didn't grow on its own, obviously. It's taken an incredible team. It's taken a lot of intention. It's taken a lot of hard work. But it's one of the only endeavors of our lives that Steph and I feel like this is worth every moment, right? It's worth every struggle. It's worth every sleepless night. It's worth, it's been worth all of it. And the growth, you know, it's funny because I, I would honestly, I would say, we thought it would be larger than it is by this point, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And yet there are experiences that we've had that we never could have imagined things that have been accomplished that we just never would have dreamed would be possible. So it's, it's this funny paradox, right? Where I feel like why would any artist anywhere in the world put on a concert in this day and age just to entertain people or just to make money when they could be making a massive impact in the life of somebody that desperately needs it, right? Artists are, are empathetic people, not all of them, right? But a, I would say a large majority of artists are empathetic people and their music comes from a place of passion and outreach and they want their music to have purpose and significance in people's lives. I think that's, that's by and large the truth. Um, I think if we could if we can demonstrate to artists the power of their music to be so much more than entertainment, this is a sort of revolution that could sweep the music industry and turn it into something of power in, in our community and in our world that would change the tide of how we, you know, how we entertain and, and turn these concerts turn these events into intentional outreaches of compassion and empathy for communities that are hurting. I think uh, to, to sum up basically everything you just said, there's a great quote on your website from Andy Grammer, and he said, it's one thing to do kind things for others. It's another thing to create the opportunity for others to do kind things, which I think is basically an encapsulation of what melodic caring is. You're more so giving the opportunity to artists to do something for other people than you are specifically straightforward doing them for other people. You're just putting up this opportunity and allowing people to grasp at it. And I think that's probably what makes it so great is that the people that are doing this are intentionally getting involved in it. It's not a secondary like happenstance that they're helping people. They are choosing to be a part of this, which I think 
changes the entire dynamic of any of the concerts or performances or anything that you're putting on. Now, to that aspect, um, this your organization has grown and evolved over time, and you have multiple different programs now. Can we talk about those, um, like your therapy sessions? You've got music therapy and group music and art therapy. Like, How did you evolve into that, and what do those programs do? Yes, please. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, this is one of those situations where COVID uh, turned out to be really difficult, but also a, a real positive for the Melodic Caring Project. We were so focused on our core program of live streaming concerts to kids and families and hospitals. And, and I guess probably we should we should define that, right? That was our core program. That's what we launched on, was connecting with artists that were on tour, playing their normal shows at their normal venue to their normal crowd, and then bringing out a full four or five camera live production, streaming that concert to kids and families in hospital rooms around the world, and then taking the names of those kids, providing those to the artists. So while they play their show, they could stop and talk to their crowd and go, guys, there's something really amazing happening at this show. We are partnering with the Melodic Caring Project. This show is being streamed to kids in hospital rooms. They can't be here. So we're sending the show to them. Your love, your applause, that is all encouragement for the kids in the hospitals. Join me. Let's send these kids some love, right? So then as the crowd joins the artist and they're just having fun listening to music, but cheering, all that applause now becomes hope and joy for the kids that are in the hospital room. So that was our core. That's where we started. And it's what we did for a long time. And we started with independent artists in Seattle, um, you know, touring artists. We partnered with uh, Seattle secret shows and Seattle living room shows. And we were doing these kind of intimate, small, you know, 50 person shows uh, streamed to kids in hospitals. And then we started working with, you know, kind of B level artists that were touring through a lot of, a lot of triple A artists, kind of the, um, well, early on, Andy Grammer and, you know, Brett Denon and uh, Brandy Carlisle back before she exploded. And uh, and then from there, we got Jason Mraz and the Black Eyed Peas, and it just started to grow and grow until now, you know, it's it's Coldplay and Dirks Bentley. And, and we just worked um, with Zach Brown at Climate Pledge. So it's that side of it has grown a lot. But obviously, when 2020 hit, what happened? Yeah, our entire program became obsolete, you know, and we were stuck going, holy smokes, we're an organization that streams live concerts to kids in hospitals and there are no live concerts. Nobody's touring. Nobody's playing. What are we now? You know, and COVID forced us to take a hard look at our programming and adapt in a way that was actually really positive, not just for melodic, but for the families that we serve and for the hospitals um, and actually for the artists at the time as well, right? Because they were sitting at home, they had nothing to do. And we, I think we were, we were lucky in that we were well ahead of the curve for virtual connection. We'd already been doing it for 10 years by the time 2020 hit. So we were able to adapt and respond to that situation really quickly. And I think the other thing is Washington being one of the first states in the nation to shut down due to COVID, we were ahead of the rest of the nation as well. So when Washington shut down in March of 2020, we were uh, we had our gala actually the week that Washington shut down. We were probably the first virtual gala to take place in the nation because, um, like I say, uh, just because of Washington shutting down first and our gala was the week that Washington shut down. So we adapted. We went to a virtual gala. We had that event. And then we came home and we said, what do we do now? What are we, you know? And we created this program called MCP Connects where we were just 
calling uh, artists in their own homes for a Zoom call, doing a little one-on-one interview, finding out how this situation was impacting them as artists, how it was inspiring them as artists, were they writing? And then um, what did it mean to them to be in isolation, right? Because this is something that these kids deal with day in and day out. How does that impact you? And what does music mean to you in the midst of that, right? And then the artists would talk about that and then they would dedicate one song to kids in hospital rooms and they would play that song for the kids and then we'd release an episode. And we we produced 60 episodes of MCP Connects in 2020, hmm. which was incredible. But we also were doing a lot more intentional one-on-one outreach to the kids and the family. So we created these one-on-one music therapy sessions. We created group music and art therapy sessions so that the kids could join together on a group session and be with peers that understood what they were going through, right? So so these kids didn't have to explain the difficulty of their situations and didn't have to be the outsider in this group. They are with kids that understand what their experience is and they're able to just relax, be themselves, laugh, create and express themselves in really healthy ways through song creation and through art creation. Uh, and then we have another uh, another program we launched called Rockstar Requests, where for these uh, for these kids, we call the kids the rock stars, and then the artists become the number one fans. But for these kids that are going through really difficult things, their situations are very fluid and very uncertain. And we have a group of musicians that we call rockologists that record little cell phone videos, right? Just a message of love of connection, of hope, of support um, to the rock stars and then their favorite song, right? So it's a song that the kids request, the artist learns that song or plays a song that's similar to it and then does a personal message, you know? So it might just be uh, like, we have a, a girl named Mila we support. Mila, we're thinking about you. I want you to know that I think you're amazing. I think you're brave. I think you're strong. This song goes out to you and we just want you to know we're thinking about you and sending you love stay strong. We're with you. We're behind you, you know, and then play the song. And then Myla, as she's going through really difficult situations, right? It might be a a procedure, it might be chemo, might be needle pokes, might be a, you know, an admit to the hospital that is just causing anxiety and fear and tension. She has that song that she can come back to and listen to whenever she needs a little pick me up. And we find that the kids, the rock stars will listen to these songs and watch these songs, you know, 10, 15, 20 times as they're going through difficult things. And it's just this little vote of confidence. So those now are our four key programs. We have our live stream music concerts. We have one-on-one music therapy sessions. We have group music therapy sessions and we have our rock star requests. And we hired a board certified music therapist in 2020 to uh, be a part of a lot of caring project and be able to offer those you know, measurable goals and outcomes for the kids that are going through the difficult situations. So it's been a, actually a really fantastic transition for a melodic parent project. I think it's incredible. Honestly, like personally, anecdotally for me, music was such a huge, still is a part of who I am, how I developed as a person, how I connected with my emotional side of things. And I think maybe listening to those songs 15 or 20 times might be a conservative estimate. I, you know, just listening to a song on its own 50 times is one thing, but when somebody is dedicating it to you, how much that must impact the hopefulness of life. It's just amazing to me. Um, you did mention uh, that the at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like a week away from your gala. Now, you've got the 10th annual Raise a Record Gala coming up. Can you tell me about the gala? What's going on there? How can people uh, participate in that? 
Yes, absolutely. And thank you. Uh, our 10th annual gala, which is amazing to me, right? It's amazing that Melodic's been here for 13 years and that we've been hosting this gala for 10 years. The, the gala is kind of the lifeblood of Melodic Hearing Project right now, right? It's the one event that makes our programming possible throughout the year. We are partnered with the Seattle Theater Group, which has been a phenomenal and really appreciated partnership over the years. And we are having our 10th annual Melodic Caring Project Gala on April 29th at the Neptune Theater in Seattle. And uh, it's just a it's a phenomenal night, right, to look at the impact, to look at the true power of music, not as entertainment, but as this uh, effective tool to break down walls and barriers and deliver hope and joy and connection and positivity into uh, into these kids' lives. And so that's what we do at the gala. We just look back at the impact that, uh, that we've had, the partnerships we've had with the artists and just the incredible outcomes. And we learn about the courage of these kids as they're going through these incredible circumstances. I and mean, that's one of the things I think that our it's really easy for our focus to be off here in uh, in Western culture, right? We have it so good that it's easy for us to focus on the things that we're frustrated about or disappointed in, right? Yeah. And these kids' experiences are so dire that when they, in the midst of these situations, look to the things that matter most, which is relationship. It's how we it's how we treat each other, right? It's how we engage with our families, with our communities, with our loved ones. And then their faith and their strength and that they find joy in the midst of these incredibly difficult circumstances. They have an example to show the rest of us. It's really important, you know, to go, wow, wait, we actually have it really good. And I need to be grateful for what I have and be kind and compassionate to people. And uh, that tends to be what this evening is, right? We look at the power of these kids and it's just this amazing opportunity for the community to connect and empathy towards others. Yeah. And with the uh, infrastructure that you have, I would guess that getting in the room is great, but not necessary to be a part of it. How does somebody uh, interact with the gala? Can they do this through your streaming network? Is this also something that yes. you broadcast? Absolutely. So we do broadcast it. We have virtual uh, packages that you can purchase. So we'll send a box out of a complete meal, drinks, the whole work. So you can sit in the comfort of your own living room. If you want to come out, please come out. We have a couple tables left for the gala. We would love to have attendees there live in person on April 29th. But if you can't make it or if it sells out before you buy a ticket, you can also purchase an online ticket where we'll send you, like I say, this party pack and you can watch from home, be a part of the celebration and be a part of the evening. Okay. That's amazing. So there's, there's obviously other forms of help that you're going to need. We, you need donations, volunteers, performers. How do people uh, sign up to be a part? How do they donate? How do they volunteer their time? And then uh, on top of that, what do you need to keep doing this amazing work? Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. We, we want everybody to be involved. You know, I mean, here's the thing, melodic. I believe that if it's easy, people genuinely want to do something good for others, right? But we're all busy. So it can't take you too far away from your tasks, your responsibilities. Melodic, our endeavor is to make it as easy as possible for anybody to just be kind to others, do something good for others. Um, so if you want to be involved in Melodic Caring Project as an artist, you can go to our website at melodiccaring.org and sign up to be an artist. You can help us send rock star requests to these kids and families in their hospital and home care rooms around the world. We would love to have you. If you want to just support the work that we're doing, if our, if our mission resonates with you and you want to be a part of bringing connection and hope to kids, 
then you can go to Melodic Caring Project. Join as a as a thousand true fan for Melodic Caring Project. So we just launched this new program where for $1 a day, $30 a month, you can help us bring hope and connection to kids in hospitals around the world. And we're calling it, like I say, thousand true fans. So sign up to be a true fan. Um, you can purchase a ticket to come out to the gala. We would love to have you at the gala. Uh, also, you can volunteer. So if you want to just volunteer, be present at the gala to help us put the evening on, you can do that. Um, uh, man, you know, if you're if you're a corporate person, if you're looking for a sponsorship, you want to help support this project and bring good uh, bring good to the world and, and to these kids, then you can join us as a sponsor. There are many ways to get involved, but you can find all of it at MelodicCaring.org. Well, I one first of all, I'm talking to Levi Ware, the executive director and co-founder of Melodic Caring Project. Now, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to tell me all of this about the work you're doing, how we can help. Um, but before I let you go, is there any is there any lasting impression you want to leave us with? Is there anything that we maybe haven't talked about that you think is important that people know? Man, you know, I think. Yes, I, I think there's a legacy we're hoping to build with Melodic Caring Project or a, or, a, or a community activation, maybe is a better way to put it, right? Is that it's, I think we're living in a time and a day and an age where we are wildly isolated in a way that we never would have anticipated, right? With all of these new tools that we have to connect us, instead, they've been used to divide us in a lot of ways. And it's not necessary. I think you nailed it earlier when you said, one of the differentiators with these artists is that they're engaging intentionally. That's, that's our life guys. That's how we have to engage, right? We have to be intentional. And if we're not, then we're slowly drifting apart, but melodic is here as a way for us to intentionally engage in empathy and compassion towards our community, towards each other, and to make a difference in the world, you know, and that's what we want. We want artists to be activated and to come to melodic and realize man, I can do something good. I can do something positive. We've had artists like, like Andy Grammer, like, um, like, uh, Brittany Howard from Alabama shakes come up to us after the show and go, man, I've done, I've done a hundred plus shows on this tour. And this one has been the most meaningful of all of them. And that's because it's intentional. They're engaging intentionally to make a difference and to, to create community. So, um, that's what we want, right? We want to activate people, wake them up, make them realize, yes, we can do good. We can change the tide of what's happening and bring good to our world. And all we have to do is demonstrate it towards each other. Well, Levi, I think that uh, we should all be a little bit more intentional with our actions then. Uh, thank you so much for joining me and telling me about Melodic Caring this morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs program of this station.